Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You're now listening to The Blueprint. I'm your host, A. Rich, Akeem Richens. And if you're not accustomed to the same by now, I mean, it's episode 11. My consistent listeners should be accustomed to the same. The hope is <laughs> I'm developing new listeners every week and they have to get accustomed to the same. If you don't know me, get to know me. Episode 11 of The Blueprint. The first thing I have to do, otherwise I feel is, is downright disrespectful. The first thing I got to do is shout out the team, Buffalo Fanatics. We're continuing to evolve and engage with our listeners and our fans. And we're continuing to grow in numerous ways. We have the Buffalo Fanatics game room on IG. We have the Buffalo Fanatics card breaks on IG. Shout out to my brother from another mother and father, DM3, Dave Myers, and his new Facebook venture, Off The Edge, that debuted this past Sunday. If you wasn't listening, if you didn't catch it, you need to go back and catch Off The Edge by DM3, and you need to catch everything that DM3 does on our Facebook Live page. He has excellent content, and now he's came out with an excellent show on Facebook. Shout out the team. But... Getting right into our Buffalo Bills, obviously there was a game played a few days ago. Buffalo Bills, Indianapolis Colts, and the concern for me wasn't necessarily the scoreboard. I mean, don't get me wrong, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. (laughs) Don't get that wrong, don't get it twisted. But I was more concerned with the overall progression of of certain players from last year how did they improve their game this offseason how did they improve their game coming into OTAs and coming into practices how did our rookies fare against NFL competition I was more interested in the progression of certain players and how our rookies fared against opposing players now it's great that you have camp and we have practices and that's essential to every ball club. But it's nothing like playing against another hungry opponent that has to feed his family and feed his kids. So how did we fare? How did our franchise quarterback progress? I have to start off with Josh Allen. When you're looking on 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 the papers or you looking at just the st- the statistical side of things you see 6 for 11 66 yards and a lot of buffalo bills haters would say hey that's about right for Josh Allen just above 50% that's that's about Josh Allen like <laughs> that's what a lot of guys would say but when you take a in-depth look at each throw that he's made when you take an in-depth look at the game and and how how he played the game, we saw some progression. Am I right? Now, don't get me wrong. The pass to Zay Jones on third and six, low and inside, he got to complete that pass. Uh, the passes in the beginning, the deep passes in the beginning, which was was overthrown, which he overthrew, and he later said that he was. He loves the game of football, obviously paraphrasing here. He loves the game of football, and he was real pumped, and he was real juice, and he was just excited to get back on the field. That's all great. That's all lovely. That's all dandy. But when you're playing against great teams, 
And when you want to go to places where our fans want us to go, you're not going to get opportunities like that all the time against the better teams. So when you see a guy open 30, 40, 50 50 yards downfield, you want to complete that pass. But nevertheless, I definitely saw some progression in Josh Allen's game. Number one, I seen him scan the field. There was a number of plays where I seen Josh Allen look from left to right. And that was something that we haven't seen last year. Am I right? That was something that he didn't do last year. It was a lot of staring down of the same receiver. It was a lot of staring down of one guy. So when I see him, when I seen him look through his progressions, scan the field, that's like, oh, check. Bing. That's a check mark. That's that's an improvement that we haven't seen from last year. So I, I like what I've seen in that retrospect from Josh Allen. Josh Allen also, he had some trouble completing short passes last year, right? We know he had accuracy issues, people would say. Uh, it's, it's shown in some cases in the Colts game. But he, uh, to his credit, Cole Beasley seems like he's going to be that safety blanket. Cole Beasley seems... As if he's going to be that safety net for Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has to be able to complete them short passes. Because Cole Beasley, let's face it, Cole Beasley, it, it may be rare where we're going to ask Cole Beasley to run 30, 40 down, yards down the field. That's going to be a rarity. But Cole Beasley's game is his intermediate and short game. And we was worried about that for Josh Allen coming into this season. And we've seen that he's able to complete some of these short to intermediate throws. So that was that was a good look for Josh Allen as well. And last but not least, we know Josh Allen has a cannon for an arm. We know Josh Allen can throw the football 80 yards downfield. But his touch game wasn't necessarily there last year. His touch game was, was non-existent, shall I say, last year. And Coming into this game, coming into the practices this year, we've seen some, even in the blue and white game, we've seen some touch passes to our number one tight end right now. <laughs> Believe it or not, the seventh round pick, Tommy Sweeney, Totat Sweeney, as our media outlet guys would call it. We've seen a lot of touch passes from him, and it carried over to the first game. That's something that I haven't seen from Josh Allen. Last year, playing for the Buffalo Bills, he had some touch. He had some loft in his passes. He gave our receivers an opportunity to catch these footballs. So that was nice to see from Josh Allen. And don't get me wrong, he has a lot of work to do still. He still has to progress. He still has to improve his game each and every day. This is me talking about a kid that's coming out of Wyoming. This kid is not coming out. He's not Sam Darnold. He's not coming out of USC. He's not coming out of Alabama. He's not coming out of one of these big-time programs that we're accustomed to seeing every day on ESPN or every night, every Saturday night on, on ABC when, when Michigan plays Ohio State. He doesn't come from one of them elite programs. He comes from Wyoming. That, that program, he, he played in a pro-style offense, but the learning curve is going to be a little steeper than a guy that comes out of USC or a guy that comes out of Florida or one of these big-time programs. So he definitely has a lot to still work on. He still has uh, uh, a lot of things to work on mechanically with his footworks, with his touch passing, with his scanning the field. But the fact that he's doing it, the fact that we've seen it, 
is is definitely uh, a nice uptick from last year in Josh Allen, and I have to commend him, and I hope he's going to continue to progress going forward. I love what uh, the Buffalo Bills did. I love what Brian Dable did uh, to start the game. Uh, eight or nine straight passes. We know what our running game is like. We know Shady McCoy. We know Frank Gore. We we have an idea of how good, especially when you factor in Josh Allen as a runner as as a runner as well. We know how good our Buffalo Bills running game can be, especially with the revamped offensive line, which I'll get into in a minute. But the fact that the the coaching staff recognized the weaknesses. The coaching staff wants to improve the weaknesses and come out and start the game with eight to ten straight passes is definitely something that I was impressed with. We could have easily started it off with an easy uh, easy handoff uh, to start the game to Frank Gore, but we said, no, we're not doing that. We need to see the progression from now from Josh Allen, and I like uh, what I saw in the play calls in that retrospect. Moving on to... So some of the offensive line, we see Joe Feliciano started at center. We know Mitch Morse is out. We've seen the rookie, Cody Ford, at both right guard and right tackle. I was, I, was, I was happy with the offensive line play. I know Josh Allen got sacked one play, but I was happy with the offensive line play. For the most part, we, cl- we kept a clean pocket. For the most part, uh, Josh Allen was able to stand in the pocket and make most of his throws. Uh, even even with uh, the low and inside the Zay Jones, even with the overthrows to to John Brown, uh, he had some time where he could sit in the pocket, step up and deliver the ball. So I like what I seen from the offensive line. I liked what I seen from Joe Feliciano at the at the center position. We seen Cody Ford, Cody Ford as a rookie. Let's assess his his rookie. His rookie preseason evaluation, right quick at both guard and and right tackle, he looked like he was getting he looked like he was getting pushed back some plays at the right guard uh, position. But for the most part, I think I thought he held his own. We're talking about a guy that's that's a rookie that has to get adjusted to the speed of the game, and I think Cody Ford will will get better. The more reps he gets, the more games he played. I think he he played fairly well at both right guard and the right tackle position. Obviously, I feel he played better at the right tackle position, uh, partly because maybe he's just used to playing right tackle predominantly in Oklahoma when he had to block for two Heisman Trophy winners in Baker Mayfield and and Kyler Murray. And, And playing right tackle, he played against the second team. Now, to me... I'll point that out there playing against the second team, but we're talking about a guy that's a rookie in his own right. We want him to be the starter. We want him to play with the first team guys and, and get used to playing with other first team guys. But the fact that we, we asked a rookie in a preseason game, in his first preseason game, to come and play right guard and then turn around to play right tackle as a rookie, I mean, your head is already flustered. As a rookie as it is. So to come and do both in a preseason game and, and do a fairly damn good job at it was really impressive to me. Shout out Cody Ford and what he was able to do. I like and I look forward to see Cody Ford's progression as as the preseason goes along and, and moving into the regular season. Obviously, we know Mitch Morse is out. Mitch Morse is, in, is still in his, in his concussion protocol. I like what I seen from Joe Feliciano 
at, at the center position. Is he is he an all pro center? He's probably not. He probably he's probably not an all pro center. He's probably not as talented as a Mitch Morse would be at the at the center position. But we're talking about a man that has a nasty mean streak, and he definitely held his own, Joe Feliciano. And I'm I'm proud of what he did, and I hope he continues to progress as well. Uh, a very versatile offensive lineman. He seems like he's willing to accept any role along the offensive line. And I was just delighted to see that because I was a little worried uh, uh, about the offensive line, especially when we was watching the blue and white game. It seemed like the pressure was substantial. It seemed like the offensive line was was revamped, but not necessarily good. Revamped doesn't mean good. <laughs> revamped just means different. And I was definitely concerned after the blue and white game. So to come out and to see live bullets and to play against live bullets, it was it was definitely uh, uh, an exhale for me watching the offensive line. Moving on to to some other stuff that transpired during the game. Zay Jones. Zay Jones definitely has to catch the football. Zay Jones, he had an opportunity. We're talking about we always have to we always have to break down Josh Allen's stats, right? We always have to say, yeah, Josh Allen was six for eleven, but he should have been eight for ten because so and so dropped a pass and so and so and went off so and so fingertips. I'm kind of tired of doing that. I'm kind of tired of looking for excuses to to elevate uh, Josh Allen's statistics. Zay Jones, Robert Forster. These guys have to catch the ball. I love these guys. I love uh, their ceiling. I love what they can potentially become. But we're in in live games. And Josh Allen hits you between the numbers. We definitely have to catch the ball. Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Getting up the way you get get up is a lot more difficult than catching the football. (laughs) So we expect that from Zay Jones. And I think he'll be all right. We are... we was just disappointed to see him drop a pass because we want to see our our team progress, our team do well, and we wanna we wanna uh, give Josh Allen that credit. That definitely should have t- been a touchdown, but nevertheless, Zay Jones he's going to continue to work on his game. He's going to continue to progress. I was very impressed with Isaiah McKenzie, and he's been getting uh, first team reps this week, and deservedly so. I think Isaiah McKenzie. Is in my opinion, he was always damn near a lock to make the team. I know we signed uh, Cole Beasley and John Brown, and we have to build off guys like of Zay Jones and and Robert Foster. And I know we signed Andre Roberts to be our special teams ace. And everybody was kind of debating who would be that sixth receiver. I felt that Isaiah McKenzie was kind of an afterthought against guys that that didn't really prove anything in a Dekel Williams or or, or or a David Seals. I think that Isaiah McKenzie was was looked at as an afterthought, and I don't think he's looked at as an afterthought anymore. We're talking about a guy last year in Isaiah McKenzie when we claimed him off waivers from the Denver Broncos. Our offensive philosophy, our playbook, our calls that we was calling on the offensive side of the ball changed because we implemented uh, Isaiah McKenzie, who's who's a who's a gadget player, maybe who's a who's an explosive receiver that can that can take screens and bubble screens and take reverses to the house. He's always had a fumbling problem. This past week against the Indianapolis Colts, he caught every pass. Isaiah McKenzie ran crisp routes, 
And I think he's near a lot to make the team. I really like Ray Ray McLeod. I like what Ray Ray McLeod has been doing all camp as well. And we shouldn't ignore Ray Ray, Ray, Ray McLeod. But at the end of the th- at the end of the day, I really do think Ozzy will make this team. I think Isaiah McKenzie is one of our more explosive receivers we have on the team. And he's definitely making a case for himself. So shout out Isaiah McKenzie. Devin Singletary. Moving on to our next rookie. Spoke about Cordy Ford. Devin Singletary. He played a he played a, a, a very good game. I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and crown him as the next feature back. I would love to, I would love that. I would hope and love that he is. But when you look at the yards per carry, I think he only averaged about 3.3 yards per carry. But when you looked at the actual game, you've seen the explosiveness. Not necessarily the speed. You've seen, you've seen the short area burst, but we've seen the explosiveness from, from Devin Singletary. We've seen the elite cuts, the elite vision from Devin Singletary. And because he has that ugly, if he didn't have that ugly number, number 40, I would think it was Shady McCoy playing a little bit. I was like, is that Shady? Nah, Shady doesn't wear that ugly number 40. That's Devin Singletary. <laughs> no disrespect to Singletary. He loved the number. I love it for him. But it's definitely different to see a running back, especially a running back as shifty as Devin Singletary wearing the number 40. But nevertheless, he did some excellent things in his extended time in the backfield with the Buffalo Bills. Also, I didn't see Devin Singletary catch the ball much out of Florida Atlantic. Uh... Uh, Kiffin, he didn't design a lot of receiving plays for his running back coming out of Florida Atlantic. And we designed some some receiving plays, some some routes for Devin Singletary coming out the backfield. And he looked like a natural. Devin Singletary, he looked like he has soft hands. He looked like he's capable of doing so. He looked like uh, Kiffin was treating, was being, was treating Devil Singletary kind of like Alvin Kamara was getting treated in Tennessee when he was over there in college. Alvin Kamara, he didn't get many reps or he didn't get many routes in the route tree coming out the backfield out of Tennessee. And we see what he's able to do with the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees over there in that organization. And I feel and I see the similarities not saying Devil Singletary is Alvin Kamara, but I definitely see the similarities in their game. He's definitely capable of catching the ball out the backfield, and he's going to be an impact player for our team, Buffalo Bills. I'm really excited to what I what I seen about of uh, Singletary, and I want to look forward to more progression from this rookie running back that we got in the third round. I was I was happy and I was pleased in his game. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball, Ed Oliver. What a test for Ed Oliver. First game of the season, you're playing an all-pro in Quentin Nelson. And it's not, Quentin Nelson, this is not a regular all-pro. Quentin Nelson is a very young player. If I'm not mistaken, he's into his second year of the league. He's already an all-pro player. And being that he's so early in in the league, he's going to get better as well. Quentin Nelson it definitely didn't reach his ceiling either. And to see Ed Oliver go against Quentin Nelson and and be disruptive on some plays, made a tackle, almost had a sack, it was definitely nice to see from Ed Oliver. Uh, obviously, he's a rookie. Obviously, he still has to progress and improve his game. Uh, I've seen a few plays. Shout out to Baldy. Shout out to Baldy's breakdowns. I've seen a few plays where Ed Oliver... Uh, excelled 
in the initial contact, but once again, he has to continue to use his hands. He has to develop uh, his hand movement and his hand placements. And I'm pretty sure Kyle Williams is working with him with that. I'm pretty sure our defensive line coach and our defensive staff is working with Ed Oliver to use his hands more and to be more of a fighter in, in initial contact when using his hands. But his athletic ability... His freak athletic ability was on dis- on display. His strength was definitely on display. And I'm excited to what I've seen in, in, El- Al- in Ed Oliver as a rookie. So Ed Oliver is going to continue to develop. He's going to continue to progress. And it's, it's only the beginning for Ed Oliver. Moving on, Vashawn Joseph. Vashawn Joseph, I have to shout him out. He's made... Some impact plays. He's made some hard hits. Vashawn Joseph, our fifth round pick out of University of Florida, is uh, can be an impactful special teams player. And he looks like he's ready to bring the wood each and every play. And he's did that so far, thus far, on special teams against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm excited to see the progression of Vashawn Joseph as well. I'm not sure how much he'll be on the field this year. In terms of on the defensive side of the ball. But he looks as if he can definitely make an impact on special teams. And he looks as if he can be a starting linebacker for our Buffalo Bills in the near future. If not this year, we know uh, Lorenzo Alexander has a year left on his contract. We know Zoe Alexander may or may not come back next year. Next year may be the time for Fajan Joseph to step in as a starting linebacker. I was always concerned about his IQ. I was always concerned about how he would process the defensive playbook and the defensive plays. But as far as being a freak athletic uh, specimen, as far as uh, the physicality that he brings, that's, that won't be a problem for Vashawn Joseph. And can you imagine a Vashawn Joseph if he, if he gets it right, if if he's in the film room, film room, if he's willing to work and study and sit down with the coaches and sit down with the rest of the players and get better at recognizing plays, can you imagine what we can have in our linebacking corps in Matt Milano, in Tremaine Edmonds, and Vashawn Joseph? We have the potential of having three athletic sideline to sideline linebackers that can tackle, hit, and cover anybody from running backs to tight ends to wide receivers. So we can we're we're in the process of developing a very special linebacking corpse. We're not deep right now. I'm pretty sure Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott knows and recognizes that and we'll work on that in the near future. But I really like what I saw from Vashawn Joseph coming out of on special teams and the impact and the hits he was able to make. Overall I'm excited for our Buffalo Bills team. We won the damn game in the preseason. I know you. Uh, we, we, we play and we work towards progression and getting better and, and wins and losses. It doesn't, really, it doesn't really matter as much in the preseason because certain guys are trying to make the team. Certain guys are playing for their families. But I know I've been a Buffalo Bills fan for years. I'm in my 30s. I've been a Buffalo Bills fan for 30 plus years now. We don't win too much preseason games. Usually when we win preseason games, we will look good. We will, our starters will look decent. And we'll tail off 
when we bring our second unit in. We'll tail off when we bring our third unit in and other teams take advantage. Uh, For this one game, it looks as if our Buffalo Bills team is deeper than we've ever experienced. It's deeper than I've seen in a long time. Our first unit played exceptionally well on the defensive side of the ball. Our second unit played exceptionally well on the defensive side of the ball. Our, our defensive line looks deep. Our cornerbacks look deep. And by the way, I think, uh, uh, shout out Captain Munderland. I think he's an upgrade over EJ Gaines. No disrespect to EJ Gaines, but you're only as good as your availability. And EJ Gaines had trouble staying healthy, and therefore he wasn't available. But I think we made an upgrade at the cornerback position, adding a veteran like Captain Munnerlin. And I think we're we're deep in in a lot of different positions. We're deep at running back. We're deep at on the defensive line. We're deep at the cornerback position. We're deep at the safety position. I like how our backup, Matt Barkley, came out and played. I really like the depth that we have with this Buffalo Bills unit. I haven't seen that in years past. So shout out Brandon Bean and, and what he's able to do with this team. We don't have no superstars. We have great players. We have players past their prime and Shady McCoy and Frank Gore, future Hall of Famers. But we may we may not have any current superstars right now. But we have a lot of, of above average players and we have a lot of depth along a lot of the positions in in within our Buffalo Bills team. And that's something that I'm not used to. I'm not uh, accustomed to seeing in years past. So that's definitely something that I'm excited for, man. And and I, I hope we just continue to progress. I hope we continue to to get better game in and game out. As you know, we had played the Carolina Panthers this week. We have that scrimmage against against the Carolina Panthers. I know people are calling us Carolina's Panthers North. Them joint practices is essential, is important. I really like joint practices because you play against other hungry players that's that's fighting for a roster spot and that's not willing to give you an inch. So if you're going to make a play, it's going to be earned. So I really like the joint practices. And we're going to see how our Buffalo Bills team continues to progress. I appreciate everybody. I love everybody. I hope everybody stays safe. We're going to continue to grow. Shout out my team once again, Buffalo Fanatics. This has been The Blueprint. I'm A. Rich, Akeem Richens. I hope you enjoy. Until next time.